Welcome to the Leaders Edge podcast. I'm Sandy Laycox, Editor-in-Chief of Leaders Edge. In this second installment of our Personal Lines podcast series, we have Leaders Edge Associate Editor Chris Han interviewing Elizabeth Crane, Chief People Officer at One Digital. As an overachiever in a small southern town, Elizabeth grew up to endure the financial crisis from inside the mortgage industry, a big transition to insurance, and another one from marketing to HR. Listen to her story of strength, perseverance, and a love of people. Well, we are here with Elizabeth Crane, who is the Chief People Officer at One Digital. And Elizabeth, thank you very, very much for taking the time to talk with me. Um, uh, we, I, I, I know it's going to be interesting. Uh, uh, you have an interesting background, and, and I'm, I'm anxious to get into it. So, well, thank uh, you. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Um, you told me that you were raised outside of Atlanta in West Point, Georgia. Tell me a little bit about West Point, Georgia. Yeah, well, there's there's not a whole lot to say about West Point. <laughs> I consider, I always say that I'm an Atlanta native because I was born in Atlanta and I reside okay. here now. But um, when I was younger, uh, my family did move and I went to school around the West Point, Georgia area. It's a small textile town. Just a, a little a slice of um, of Americana in um, in Southern Georgia, uh, right on the Georgia Alabama state line. It was a great place to grow up. Okay, so Western Georgia. You also described yourself as a typical first child overachiever. <laughs> yes, yes. So tell I, me, tell me I, what that means. I have I have one um, younger sister, but uh, when when people ask me about my childhood and and how I spent it, I definitely um, was one of those that uh, I was a joiner. I uh, joined all sorts of different things. I played all different sports and joined all the different clubs. Interesting fact: the um, high school that I went to was so small that my uh, it was only. 1515 people in my graduating class and wow. so to have a lot of um, a lot of different activities that our school offered we basically had to do it all so yeah, I yeah. did everything I'm, I'm only five three but I somehow managed to play basketball and be a cheerleader <laughs> and on the track team and softball while also running for you know student body um, uh, offices and um, and being a part of all sorts of service organizations. So we did it all. It, it kept us busy from morning till night. Wow. I guess there's no, uh, there's no overachiever like a small town overachiever. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> when you were growing up in your small town, who were your mentors? Who were, who were your heroes? Whether, whether they were people immediately surrounding you or people who were just out in the world who you admired? Yeah, I I would say in um, in my school I had a, a favorite teacher that um, uh, taught me a lot of different things, but he was um, he was someone who um, it was my English teacher, so he helped foster my love of writing, but also really encouraged my curiosity and um, and he was one that um, never pushed back when I argued a different point or a different point of view and mm -hmm. um, really mm -hmm. saw things 
he encouraged me to do that. And um, that, that has um, made me a better person, a better leader um, for that. It's something that I've carried through. Um, and then I would also, I have to give a lot of credit to my mom because um, for most of our lives, we, my sister and I were growing up in a single parent household and, um, and she was an entrepreneur and, um, and uh, tiny but mighty <laughs> person. We, um, uh, people call us both a, a term we use here in the South, steel magnolias. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, something where, um, you know, we are, we're, I think we both try and be very um, personable and learn um, from other people and really get to know and, and love other people. Um, but also we're, we're very firm in our, in our beliefs and our value set. She was an entrepreneur. What, what did she yeah. do? What kind of a business? Yeah, um, actually a couple of different. Um, uh, what, for a while, while we were growing up, um, she was in the restaurant business. Okay. So we had a couple of restaurants and um, those were, um, gosh, I mean, just uh, really great, but it also taught me that I don't like to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. <laughs> I can remember coming home from school and, and hanging out and watching her bake and, um, and do things in, in our restaurants. Um, so that was, um, that was interesting, but ultimately she had a very successful, uh, travel agency and, um, and, ultimately sold that when, um, when the travel business really started to change and evolve in some new ways. And, um, and so I, I watched her build a few different businesses. You went to college at Wake Forest. Why Wake Forest? I will say I loved Wake Forest. I did not um, necessarily choose it for any grand reason. Um, it seemed far enough away from... <laughs> My parents and um, and for me to establish and learn something new. Most of the kids that I went to school with, um, because of the area, were at state schools, uh, UGA, Alabama, Auburn. They were all there, and I really wanted something a little bit different, smaller, not on the other side of the country, but somewhere far away. And uh, and someone laid the brochure on my desk one day, and I thought okay, I'll go for it. I'm going to apply there. I think um, th with the small high school that I had been to, um, Wake was the right size. It was about 4,500 undergrad students at the time when I was there. Um, I made a lot of new friends, um, but also was able to um, maybe not not join everything, but explore the things that um, where I did not maybe have as much experience as what I had growing up, um, where everything was there. And that for me was exploring some deeper friendships uh, with different people. The academics there were, were wonderful. And it, for me, it was a place where I had gone as the top student of my class in high school to being one of many top um, students. And, um, and that was a little, that was outside of my comfort zone, but in a, a really great way that was challenging, 
and um, kind of put me in my place um, and um, and helped just help me discover new things about me and other people. <laughs> I had initially thought when I went to college that I was going to be um, some sort of uh, drama major. And my mother quickly said, hey, let's not pay everything that we are gonna pay for Wake Forest for you to get a, a drama degree, like explore that if you want to, but also do go into business. Um, so, um, so that led me to get a, a business degree and, and also one in art history. So that was where I have my, explored my creative side there. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's an interesting uh, combination of degrees. <laughs> yes, I, and I, like I said, I would have done drama, but you can't necessarily um, uh, do work on plays and, and that kind of thing and do a business degree at the same time. The timing itself does not work out, but you can be in an art studio um, anytime, day or night. And um, so I was able to study and, and create some there and, and fulfill that. And I think that's really what led me to where I didn't know, I didn't have something specific in mind um, for what I was going to be when I grew up, um, but I did. I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah, same, same. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, room and space for that, but it did leave me in a path for uh, marketing and communications um, because I, I feel like uh, that creative side of me um, was fulfilled on one hand, but I also got a great, great business background in a lot mm -hmm. of different areas. And so combining that and bringing that to uh, marketing, which is where I spent the first half of my career, um, what, that was a great combination for that. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. You went into, uh, you, you were in a, a mortgage lending uh, 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 on the marketing side of a mortgage company. Yes. Um, and then 2008 came along. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you, what did you think? Oh my gosh, this is the end of the world. What, 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 <laughs> tell me about that experience for you in, the, in was, that, in that business at that time. Yeah, it was really tough. The company that I worked for at the time had, um, had a huge, like we had grown so quickly. I was one of the initial um, people in the company and I knew that we would grow a lot through uh, acquisition and just, you know, the business was booming at the time that I came in six years prior to that. And <clears throat> so I was, you know, I was hired to build a team and build a brand and, and really um, look at how we were doing that and scaling that across all of these new acquisitions it was a great, great time. And my team grew like crazy um, during that period. And to have to go 2007 going into 2008, basically lay off my entire team, hmm. um, watch the business just shrink, people be terrified, so many different things. My husband was also in the industry and uh, the company he belonged to um, uh, went bankrupt and just, you know, it was one thing after another. And so that is, um, 
before I got the phone call, which I knew would, would come <laughs> to tell me this was, this was the end, um, I started looking and um, someone referred me to um, Digital and said, it's a great company. Uh, it's, you know, you'll love the people that you could work with there. And they're looking for someone in marketing and they're going to grow the same way. They're uh, through acquisition, through a lot of new um, ways and, and they have that growth trajectory. So um, I, I was intrigued and I jumped there. Um, and I will tell you my first day at One Digital, I attended a sales meeting and they started talking about ACA and what is going to happen and all of these things. And I went home and I told my husband, oh my goodness, I should have done my homework because I have just jumped out of the, out of the frying pan into the fire. There is another crisis that is going on that is, you know, outside but it will affect another great company. And here I am in the midst of it. So I was almost going to say that sounded like a very seamless transition, but, but what you just told me <laughs> makes it no. sound like it was not so seamless. But I will say, Chris, that one of the things that I loved about this and, and one of the reasons why when I started my job search that I selected One Digital is that the leadership that I talked to there were all really open to new ideas. So mm -hmm. um, that sort of entrepreneurial spirit and looking ahead of the curve, what um, looked like a huge challenge that we were going to be facing those discussions that I walked into that I had no idea what they were actually talking about were really based on um, how do we make this an opportunity like, like at the time our business was um, really all with very small um, small businesses around the country and that was what we thought was mainly going to be impacted by uh, ACA. And, um, and we thought this could be a huge negative impact to our business, or we can pivot, mm -hmm. um, really embrace this, see how customers really needed help through this, be their business partner in that, and continue to evolve our business to take advantage of other opportunities so that uh, we're more diversified. And um, while I didn't understand the opportunities at the time, I did understand the mindset that the leadership had and um, really wanted to be a part of that. So mm -hmm. while I was somewhat terrified by things that were going on outside of our control, same as what I had um, had to deal with in the mortgage industry, yeah. it, it really, I, I knew I was with the right people. Okay. And here I am. For almost 15 years later. <laughs> I guess adversity can create opportunity, right? Absolutely. What's the best part of your job? The people. <laughs> it really is. I just have the best fortune of working with an amazing team of people, not just the, the leadership team that I work with, um, my boss, our CEO, Adam Bruckman. I asked you about your, 
the best part of your job. And I'm going to ask you about the worst part of your job, or, or maybe I'll phrase it and ask about the least, uh, your, 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 your least favorite part of the job. I think, first of all, there, there's a lot of different dynamics when it comes to managing people. Um, and so while I've learned a lot and continue to learn, it is very challenging. Um, the way that I relate to people is very, is very personal. So um, I'm, I'm accessible <laughs> to everyone in the company. Um, and uh, our entire leadership team is that way. Um, and that's, that's a great thing, but it's also really challenging. Um, and um, so I, I think finding enough hours in the day um, it is probably the hardest thing. And I will admit one of my personal challenges is that I'm not the most organized person. So, um, so when there's not enough hours in the day and you're not the most organized person, that's, that can, can be really rough. You mentioned to me uh, in, 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 your, in the, the biographical information that you sent to me, you, you talked about uh, in 2015, moving from the um, marketing side to the, I guess, human resources side as, as the chief people officer. Um, tell me about that transition and, and why you said yes when they asked you to, to take on a, a, what sounds like in a very, very different role. Yeah, it was a different role. And I think that um, had that offer come from a different management team or a different company, mm -hmm. I would have been much more hesitant to do that. But um, the way that I saw it, um, well, well, first of all, I guess I could back up and say that Adam, when Adam approached me about it, he said, you know, we're, we're doing more acquisitions than ever. And one of the things that really sets us apart from our competitors in this space is our culture and the fact that we don't buy companies just to be a part of the, uh, the financial portfolio. We really want to become one company that is better together. And um, <clears throat> so I wanted, I would like to to have someone in this role that is thinking about our people 24 seven. Um, and I said, well, why did you think of me for this role? And he said, um, you just have a really natural connection with people. And um, he said, it doesn't seem to matter um, what the topic is. If I really want the, the whole story, um, I can always come to you and, and um, people have talked to you about their feelings or um, one way or the other, whether it be around business or how they're approaching um, uh, work, how it comes to them right now, how they feel about the company. And, um, and so I said, okay, you know, I, I, I enjoy um, being that, that person. And I'd love to really think about that for our company and how we bring in new companies and make them additive instead of just um, a, another company that is on a list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he said to me, oh, and by the way, will you manage HR? 
And I, I said, well, that's a different story. Like I have absolutely no <laughs> HR to me was more operational. Um, and I thought, you know, you really need someone who knows that. And that is true to an extent, like you have to have great HR people to lead um, those functions. Um, but I really then took that as a challenge to build a team to support the business in a way that was not just the operational function of the business, but a business partner to all of these new companies that we're, we were bringing in and advise them on their talent strategy. All right, Elizabeth, you have given me much, much time. Yes, Chris, this has been really great. I was, I was a little nervous and um, this is, uh, you've made this very easy. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you. It's, it's good to have a good subject to talk to. Uh, that makes my job much easier. So I appreciate that. Thank you. That was Elizabeth Crane of One Digital. Thanks for listening and tune into the rest of our podcasts at leadersedge.com.